Welcome to Pursuing the Rock Podcast, a podcast of Rootville Road Baptist Church. Here we talk all things life, scripture, and ministry. I'm Andrew, the student pastor. I'm Garrett, the college pastor. And I'm I'm Jason, still the regular guy now. Regular. Regular. Mm-hmm. So we must confess, it's been a while. It's been a while. Isn't there a song? It's been a while since I last saw you. Man. Who Andrew? is that? Who is that? The Fray? I don't know if that's the song. Nickelback? Is it? Is that a real song that you just sang? Oh, No Doubt. Uh, it's not No Doubt. <laughs> it might be Nickelback. Mm-mm. Hang on. Fact checking. It's definitely not Nickelback. I don't know. Andrew's really good at making up lyrics that he thinks are good, and he'll convince himself they're from a song, and they're just totally made up in his mind at the moment that he sings them. Mm-mm. So, mm. I don't know. Let's see what you got here. Fact check. I can hear it though. I can hear that song on the radio. I do think. Stand. I do think Stained. it's been a while. Stained is a is a lyric. Stained is Stained. that a band? Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. Let me see. Is it correct? Stained. It's been a while. Hold on. Uh, we got to get through a Spectrum commercial first. Ugh. I, I mean, you two stupid can't, ads. You can't have nothing. Goodness. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, there is some language in this, so keep that in mind. Uh-oh. Mm. We're going to have to put the little E explicit beside our podcast name on Spotify. Oh, hold yeah, on. That's it. So, we're yeah. It definitely has some language in it. Just keep that in mind. Allegedly. Yeah, that's close. Somewhere <laughs> in there he says it. Somewhere in there he says yeah. it. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, you got the, you got the, it's been a while. And then it just, everything else was different. But it's all right, man. <clears throat> you can make up your own lyrics. I'm okay with that. Hey, I'm glad we're back together. You think they can hear you chewing that chocolate in the microphone? Mm, that's delicious. That's so you got you got one candy bar. You can never have another candy bar. Meaning, you can only have this type of candy bar mm. for the rest of your life. What yeah. are you going for? Reese's peanut butter cup, no okay. doubt. It has to be Hershey's with almonds. Oh, really? Oh, that's negative. That's mm. a party foul. So good though. I'm on. I, my favorite has always been Hershey's. Cookies and cream. Oh, really? Oh, that's a good one. That is so disappointing. It's solid. I love Twixes. Those the, are my favorite. Or the Hershey, Hershey Kiss. Did you say Hershey Kiss or the Hershey Ooh, Bar? I love the Hershey Kiss. You can eat like 40 of them and mm-hmm. I feel like Yeah, it. but you got to mm-hmm. work so hard to get like enough chocolate. Like you got to unwrap each individual one. You know how many chocolate bars come in one of those bags of Hershey's Kisses? I know, but you got to unwrap each individual one. I just want to like, I just want to rapid fire them. So I guess I could unwrap them all at one time and then just <laughs> leave them in your car. <laughs> no. So are you guys Christmas like around Christmas time chocolate covered cherry kind of guys or nah? Uh-uh. Uh, I would do it. I've just never really had them around. That Have you ever good. had the Hershey's cherry kisses? Uh, no. So Hershey regular chocolate Hershey's kiss with mm-hmm. the cherry juice in the middle of it. No solid cherry, but just the cherry juice. You talk about eating those. I used to get sick from eating them. I could do that. No, you couldn't or could? could. That's disgusting. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it so sounds good. good. Mm-hmm. This is coming up because I'm currently eating Hershey's chocolate bar as we record. Yeah, me and Jason finished ours before recording started. You, I'm pretty sure you finished it before you finished unwrapping the chocolate. Well, bar. I mean, I've never been accused of uh, not eating my food fast. I mean, like when I got something good, <laughs> I'm he's got eat. a pop tart sitting right next to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look! So the pop man, all Dessert. the guys they listen to this, they're gonna love this. <laughs> so but good. what kind of pop tart is that? Strawberry, the best. Uh, Unfrosted. Yeah. No. no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> who was that? That was. Oh, it's Brett. Brett Barnes. 
Oh yeah, tell him about it. Yeah, but yeah, he's so he's a picky eater, and so he keeps an emergency pop tart with him almost everywhere he goes, like including the golf cart, each golf cart, <laughs> including his desk, like the maintenance golf carts, sound so that sound booth. It's always and got something. He knows where all of them are, or he just takes one in his pocket, puts it in there. I think he's got them stashed over all over campus right now. So if he ever needs a pop tart, it's like <laughs> it reminds me of Paul Blart and the movie <laughs> Mall Cop, and he has the like he has the low, and he's like about he's to got save like a the ding day dong or something somewhere he can grab. He's about to save the day, and he's talking to the bad guys over the intercom in the mall, and all of a sudden he like falls over and passes out. And there's a lollipop sitting on the floor like three feet from him. And he reaches with all of the might he has left in him and unwraps it. And as soon as he licks it, man, like he comes back and he goes and kicks him butt. Wow. So, like, that's that's Mr. Brett. But, like, we got to tell him we talked about him because I feel too bad to. Well, the worst part of all of it is. Yeah, his his stashed Pop-Tarts, his emergency Pop-Tarts for when he's hungry are unfrosted strawberries. That's the worst. Unfrosted. That's like strawberry bread. Well, star, s- s- strawberry in general is disgusting as oh, far as a pop tart. No, hold on, I'm gonna go ahead and mute his mic after that. Uh, <laughs> cherry frosted or s'more pop tarts. Oh there's, man, there's nothing else. Cherry, cherry. That is disgusting. You put a little butter I mean, on I it. I don't mind it, and all that's good stuff. Mm. But I'll, the strawberry is certainly superior. Strawberry clogs some arteries. Throw uh, some butter on. Gotta there. go somehow, man. Oh. Yeah. It's gonna be eating the things I like. Dude, I, I will say that s'mores is good. It's fine. Brown sugar. I got on the brown sugar. Oh, that's a good a one, too. It's too, a little too sweet for me. Um, I was driving to the lake one time, and I was starving. I didn't have any food, and I remembered there's a whole box of Pop-Tarts behind me. I On the way in on a three-hour trip, I had at least three packs of those brown sugar Pop-Tarts, and I thought, these are delicious. To have the metabolism of Andrew. Oh, man. Mm, it's slowing down, I think. Those days are... Long gone for me. Yeah, but so look, I'm not eating the Pop Tart too. The Pop Tart was the original dessert I did until Andrew found the Hershey's bar. So don't no, you don't, don't you fat shame no me. Judge. Don't you fat shame me no for having me a Pop Tart over here no. as well as an empty Hershey's bar wrapper. No me too. <laughs> Andrew will probably end up eating my Pop Tart. Uh, mornings only. And they have to go in the toaster. I'm I'd rather a strawberry cold. Yeah. Really? Not oh, cold, uh, but let me throw this out there. On the box, it says you should try to throw it in the freezer. Have y'all ever put a Pop-Tart in the freezer? No. It's almost dessert-like in a way. Really? It's very good. Like toasted strudel, but hard? Oh, those are yeah. so good. Man, toasted mm, strudels are same. the bomb. Look, Lakin got me on the toaster pastries. Toaster pastry, toaster pastries, get in my belly. Wow. Yeah, it's a Here we are. Is that again. another song that you just made up? <laughs> Look, I was a toaster strudel, but like I've never been a sweets only guy for breakfast. Can't do cereal. Can't do pop tarts for breakfast only. Like mm. I need something. If I'm gonna eat breakfast, I, I need protein. I'm better not eating breakfast than I am eating sweets for breakfast. It makes me like sick. Hundred percent. But like, if I'm gonna eat breakfast, I need some protein. I need some eggs. I need some sausage. I need biscuit. I mean, like I need I need some meat. You need you need a you need a solid breakfast. Yeah, I need solid. And it don't have to be big. It just needs to have some protein in it, or yeah. I, it makes me feel nauseous. I guess that. We've been doing some overnight oats yeah. lately, trying those out. But so uh, toaster strudels were it, but I couldn't just do toaster strudels because they were they were um, too sweet. But they make the toaster strudels with the eggs and sausage mm. in them. Mm. Man, those are the bomb. I can see that. Those are the yeah. bomb. They kind of grossed me out a you little bit. You still put uh, icing on it? No, uh, okay. it's just it's like a hot pocket, but it's like a Jimmy Dean breakfast. Oh, it was so good, man! Yeah. Like, I haven't had those in forever, but this just stirred up some. Some uh, good memories, and get them at Walmart. I may go get me some. Let's do it. Hmm. Well, here we are. Well, so we've been going for a while. Um, man, a lot to catch up. We've we've uh, entered into a new year. I mean, we haven't seen y'all since last year. Oh wow! So it's twenty twenty three now. It's been a while. Uh, Christmas, New Year's, Georgia national championship run. 
Back to back. Just to rub that one in Jason's face just a little bit. He's an okay. Alabama fan. I knew he was um, looking a little green over there. So yeah, we've 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 had a good last couple of weeks, but the only thing missing has been you guys, and we we have missed y'all. But we were with uh, you a lot. We just were not you in a lot. this format. Yeah, that's right. You got to actually see us. We were gonna record last week, and then Andrew had to go and get the vid again. Dang, it's it's a schedule. It is, man. Every every refill week, you get the COVID. For real? Yeah, last year I missed it because of of COVID. Oh, so you had to do all that by yourself. He I did. did all by himself. Last minute. <coughs> <coughs> wow, that's a lot. Now, just here we are. What you're dealing with at refuel is like having five children. Ooh. Except for there's eighty of them. No, but again, you have help. <laughs> just yeah. the feeling. I think you we have, figured out the ratio was it's like having seven children to yourself. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 feeling of what you have is of uh, constant noise, overwhelming, and scared, and fearful of your life. Okay? Yeah, that's, you think that's why I haven't had kids yet? No. Mm. Probably I so. No, no, uh, but it's coming. And once you get past Hope three, so. Once you get past three. Unless you're going to tell us something right now that I need to edit Man. out of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Make it live on the podcast. What if no. you did? And that's how people, well. I will say it. On the record, I'm not currently expecting a child. Okay. I'm not. I wouldn't lie on the podcast, man. I wouldn't assume so. That would be unethical. Unbiblical. So, unreasonable. Like, unreasonable. I wouldn't do that to you guys. I have a friend who, we have a small group of friends back home. And he has had... As in Rootville home? Uh, no. Alabama. As in Alabama. And he has had two separate dreams um, where he right. dreamt that one of our other friends had a, was pregnant, and it was true. Like, Man. No, no strings attached. Wait, have any of you guys like, had that dream about me? He was like, hey, Scott, I had a dream about you the other night. It was really weird that y'all were pregnant. And then they found out they were pregnant that week. Wow. Dude, I need him to have a dream about me becoming a billionaire. <laughs> well, What's his number? <laughs> yeah, I mean... We can put that seat in. Any of you guys had a dream about me? Because one, I can't get pregnant. But <laughs> two, Brittany can. And I don't know if she's pregnant or not. Uh, I hope she's not. Wow. It's well, I mean. Whenever it's time, it's time. It is time. I'm, I'm ready. Oh, is it? Are you? No. Wow. We're not pregnant. We're not pregnant. You know, I'm at, I'm at the point where I'll be cool with it. I'm, I'm getting, I'm ready. It's certainly a blessing. I'm getting ready. It's to be a, a dad. Blessing. So now it's just like like I don't know a big scare of mine to go a little bit deeper has always been like the like will there be a struggle to get pregnant or will there be a struggle to have kids and then like you have to I mean like it's all anxiety and worry that's just sinful but um like will the baby be healthy will everything go well like only had to the get fear of the fear of a miscarriage like all those things man like you start thinking about mm-hmm. like this is getting this is getting realistic and like could happen in the next year or two hopefully yeah, totally. and it's like man like those things like <laughs> and these are things i've always worried about like ever since i was a teenager it's like one day now. and now it's like holy crap like we're here it could happen to me yeah, yeah. i don't know there's that's just you know letting you into my life a little bit my anxieties and yeah. stuff well here's um, the good news that the population grows like five ten percent every year in the world but what happens if I don't attribute to the population growing? Well, it would be you will. You'll, the population is already there. You'll make them one of yours. Anytime somebody talks that about that, would be called adoption. Hey, Sorry, you know the weird. miracle of life and the percentages and all that stuff. You're like, yeah, it, it is a miracle. There's no yeah. doubt, but it's it happens a lot. Mm, yeah. so it does. You, you shouldn't worry about that. Yeah, I know I shouldn't for a lot of reasons. And know that whatever the Lord gives you, I that that was the hardest thing. That was the hardest thought was is what if something is going on like how do you deal with that as a parent mm-hmm. and 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 the truth is you love them and you care for them and you you do what god has equipped you to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Dude, like garrett and like garrett is a dad man man that's, that's exciting little garrett running around man 
That'd I be dangerous. You need a girl. Uh, man, I so hope you get a girl. You know, oh. so for years and years and years, like, I've always said, man, I hope so bad I have a boy first. I want a girl for sure, but I want a boy to be the oldest. I was the oldest. It's super cool to have younger sisters, kind of have, like, the protector or whatever. Uh, I really want a boy, but I'm not going to lie. Uh, well, both of y'all, really, but like, especially being around Jude so much as a baby has, like, really, like, warmed me up to having a girl first. She's a mess. Um, I think I still, like, I mean, like, obviously. I mean, sure, you want a hands. boy to be able to hunt with and yeah, fish with and all yeah, that Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. It's just, like, I, I see the relationship me and my dad have had for my entire life, and, like, I want that for my, like, with my son, too. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, like, I really want a boy, but, like, man, Jude has, and then, like, even the twins, man. Like, I've grown a relationship with the twins now, and, like, down there, girls are cool, too. Um, I, I want both. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh. I, I hope. Or just really hope. keep trying until you have both. So you may have nine, nine. Jason well, I feel tried, like I know somebody that did this. Jason tried that tactic. I've got five girls. Actually, I will say this. So It didn't work. Mouth so wise, you know, I'm like, yo, of course, you want a boy, right? Uh, man's man did all you know. I want to do all this stuff with him. I'll have five, potentially five son-in-laws one day. So huh. I'm just going to be on oh, the back. You've got end. a whole army. That's cool. Yeah, and I'll be the cool dad-in-law. You know, biblically cool. God-fearing. You know, because you're going to have to run the gauntlet to get there. Oh, Wait, so if yeah. you get there, if you get to the day, you get to then you are worthy of being there. So, so what I hear is that my hunting buddy is getting. Re- I'm getting replaced. No, you got years. That's certainly what it's oh, okay. years. years. Okay, years. I don't know. Addison's 13, man. Addison's years. 10 years probably away from 13? walking down the aisle. Probably wow. 20 years. 10 or less. 30 years. I'm going to keep going up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's for real. That's a legit thing. Like she's 13. Uh, 10 years from now. I was married at 21. I was married at 22. I was 22. I was 22. So nine years, man. Possibility. Right, Eight I years. Was I was 23. Yeah. yeah. It's a legit thing. Yeah. We're praying over that. Just be the right one. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm. So good. important. I said we go back. That. I said we go back to handpicking. If I have a daughter, I'm I'm handpicking, hand-picking their husbands. Oh, you mean arranged marriages? Arranged marriages. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. I just don't have as many cows to like barter with <laughs> as they did back then. Oh, you okay. can have this coffee. <laughs> yeah. I uh, give you that uh, is a requirement. <laughs> I give you uh, this espresso maker yeah, for your son. Good. Gosh, man, it was a crazy time back then. I've got yeah. 400 sheep to give. Because it's all about what they think your daughter's worth, and you think your daughter's worth, and like, and what it costs. It'll never be enough. How many how many sheep is Addison worth, Jason? Oh, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We need to wait this I'm gonna have the most sheep out of anybody. (laughs) You got five times a whole bunch. What about Jude? How many sheep do you think Jude's worth? Oh man! If you had to put a number of sheep on Jude's worth, there's so many (laughs) sheep it couldn't just be one shepherd, which is illegal. So (laughs) you have to have a lot of land for all that. I need a lot of something. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, Jude yeah, they're not they're not staying on Star Point in the backyard. All the sheets that you would get, you have to oh, knock on the neighbor's door and say, "Hey, can I borrow some of your land for can my I throw up a fence right here for my daughter's payments?" Or you can get goats to clear out that clearing next to your house. There's so much of the just this is this is a just you know conversation. There's so much about that system in the Bible that just blows my mind mm-hmm. that I don't know what to do with. Just to be and honest, a lot of that's still going on. Yeah, not in Carrollton yeah. usually. But now it, no, it's more that's more like East. Islamic Islamic practices right. now. I'm just yeah. saying, like, mm-hmm. I don't know how yeah. many pigs. Yeah. What? That's a lot. Yeah, mm, crazy. So y- y'all just got back from refuel. Yeah. Yes, we did. We've been with 80 students. Nah, about 75 mm-hmm. students for the week, uh, middle school and high school. 
with 11 of us leaders. I literally feel still tired. I don't know if y'all uh, do. I feel. Can't I feel decent. Um, I came yeah. home, man. I I crashed hard when I got home last yeah. night. Addison did. She's she's sick. Like she stayed home. She's so exhausted. I think man. she got like a sinus. Yeah. She stayed home today. She's exhausted. Uh, yeah. I slept beside the window, like a window, when I was there, and so I really felt like I was sleeping in a tent outside <laughs> every night. A three season. Uh, tent. I didn't realize <laughs> I was camping when I went there, and oh, so I didn't nice. sleep. Like one, we went to bed late. And then we got up early, and then I just never slept a full night. I don't think, so I was tired. I got home. Did, I got home last night. Did you do the sleeping bag? No, I, I always do a sheet and a blanket. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've tried to tell everybody the sleeping bag is literally is it is the premier sleep. Yes, I would sleep it in a sleeping bag on my own bed at home if I could. Yes, I, I told Addison we've Period. got a forty degree bag. I said this is perfect for what you're about to go do. You're inside. Did she take it? No. Oh my huh. god. She did the cover sheet. Oh. And I said, did you sleep? No, I didn't take it. I'm like, hey. Oh, my gosh. Tired. There's no chance. See, but I, I like it cold, so I didn't think there was any chance. Like, that's what I've always done. Ever since I was actually a teenager in a youth group, I did a sheet and a blanket every time. Mm-hmm. And I've always been fine. But, man, there was a draft coming off that window. Ooh. I woke up the first cold. night, and I thought, I thought my nose is probably going to fall off my face because of how cold it is right now. I mean, I was cold. It, it, look, it was it got cold there. It got yeah. It, it was it was down. down yeah, it yeah. was low twenties. Yeah, and so I mean that first night, finally at like five o'clock, I said I can't do it anymore. So I got up and I threw on a pair of sweatpants and a or no, I didn't put on sweatpants. I just put on a hoodie and it got me until about six thirty. But I'm like, where's the coffee? Uh, I need coffee and I went I went and got in that shower. Oh, I bet that. And was nice. this is this is the most depressing thing possible. <laughs> I get in the shower and I got about two minutes of hot water and it went cold and that was the first shower and so I'm like, Lord, you're making me suffer for the cause of the gospel right I see now. What you're doing here, Lord, so, and I am very cold and I need to get warm. That feeling that you have indoors was how I felt in Colorado this year when mm. it was 13 degrees when I woke up. It was we were sleeping on snow. I was did not have did not me and my brother ended up sleeping in the same tent we had two separate tents i'm like nah we're gonna do this together gosh that's terrible yes. yeah get over here cuddle with me yeah. and see yeah, yeah and i i legitimately felt bad because my room wasn't like that at all like my room i was in my andrew sleeping was bag. in the penthouse oh, naturally he and, didn't and, i will say he didn't he did no. it on purpose he didn't it on purpose no but he was still and nobody was knew these were any problems until so about room as far as the leaders uh no, not necessarily. It was basically three floor, a main level with a living room, all that stuff. Top floor was bedrooms full of bunks that slept basically fifteen to a room or so, oh, and then the same thing downstairs. So, uh, the one main floor had a bedroom. I slept on the couch. I when I'm in a room with students, like I'm in a building with students, I feel more comfortable sleeping on the couch with the main door. It I don't the whole sneak well, out thing, yeah. all that stuff. So I, so I always sleep on the couch. A lot period. Of possibilities. Yeah. yeah. And you got to watch it. So anyway, I got punished oh, and sent to the middle school boys' room. You volunteered, oh, and you had a plan to come back, but when our plans changed, you didn't get to come back. So I was stuck with stinky middle school boys. I love you guys, but y'all are stinky. Do stink. Y'all stink. And you and need to wash your the, feet. The trash wasn't as bad this year. It was just like individual bombs went off in each suitcase. No, and there was and clothes it just stunk everywhere. It's more like bo. Every night, I had to like put my cover over my nose so I didn't pass out while I slept. And you know what would be better? And see if you would have had a sleeping bag. You could have just duck. I was talking to Travis, who's one of our leaders, Travis Haynes, who is very similar to us. Very, He enjoys the same, very similar things, that kind of stuff. He's got a sleeping bag. I've been looking for a sleeping bag that will pack down to, like, 
Mm-hmm. Tiny. Mm-hmm. Because there's been time, even when I went to seminary and I'd stay in a commuter dorm, they don't give you nothing. It's like going in to a mattress. It don't help that you get your pillow everywhere you go. I did better this year. But I want to be able to just, I want to be able to throw a sleeping bag that's the size of like, I mean, I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, it's a, pa- it's a, it'll packable. fit in a duffel bag. Yeah, it's it, 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 smaller. Like yeah, I want down. it small mm-hmm. to be able to just throw in the bottom of my book bag, but I want it to be warm enough. And so, uh, 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 Travis has got one, and I wanted to see it. I never got to see it. Mm-hmm. All that to say, sleeping bag is certainly the way to go. Depends on how much you want to spend. Stone Glacier has one, mm. and uh, you're going to pay. No, no, no. I'm not looking to pay. Oh, well, then you want to steal it? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm looking to, like, buy it, but not, like, pay you, for but it. But you're going to go camping with it at all, or just all indoors? Uh, I hope we go camping yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not looking for 13 degree. However, I want... I, Regardless, I want to be able to do whatever I want. I want it to cover negative twenty to comfortable low forties. Even though, life. yeah, even though I'm gonna take the exact same sleeping bag and sleep with it in Laguna Beach Christian Retreat Center. <laughs> so that being said, uh, stick a pen in Laguna Beach because I want to talk about that. But oh. second thing, hand warmers down in your bag. So you get mm. a medium range bag, and then when you go to the cold stuff, just throw mm. hand warmers down in there. Put the ones that stick on you. Mm. you and a blanket. Like, I've done that. And a, a blanket, a puffy blanket. Yeah. I think so, the one I've got they right say now. A, they say a blanket actually help, hurts the sleeping bag. Insulation? Yeah, yeah because uh, it keeps the sleeping bag from being able to do what the sleeping bag to does. To breathe or whatever. Yeah. I guess over the top of it wouldn't be bad, but inside yeah. of it, it's See, supposedly I have, bad. I have before wrapped myself in like a, 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 like one of those, I don't know, like, Soft, very soft, velvety blankets, mm-hmm. and then got inside my sleeping bag, and it's felt nice. Um, but it may have harmed the yeah. Well, anyways, we need to go camping. We need to take the guys camping. Guys, if you want to go camping, you let us know. We're going to go camping here soon. I think let's go take them to the banks of Army Corps land. Ooh man, we'd have to take a lot of boat trips. Yeah, or get a bigger boat. <laughs> I wait till the water. Last time, wait till the water. We just went to Macintosh. Yeah, we're going somewhere cooler this time. I I really enjoyed the trip. It was cool. Well, like we went to Macintosh. No, it was fine. It was fine. It It was was everything I I wanted it to be. It was a good time, but man, it was Macintosh. Let's go to North Georgia, like, and do some true camp. I want to be able. I want to like hike into our camping spot. Let's do some true camping. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I agree. Now it's turned into a Friday to Monday thing. No, Thursday to Monday. Thursday to Saturday. Two nights. Yeah. All right, guys, if you want to go camping, you'll let us know. We're going to do it in, like, February. What, what time are we at on this thing? A lot. How long have we been here? We talked a long time. Five minutes, probably. Wait, hold on. What's, what's going on with Laguna Beach Christian Retreat Center? So that's a big deal, huh? That's a lot of kids that go to that. Yeah. About, 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 about a hundred. We take a total beat heart, beat, beating oh. hearts is about a hundred. So, Mal, you know, for the sake of your shoulder, Mal suggested that we go chaperone you. Uh-huh. Sure, so we could both go down. Dude. Um Obviously, no kids except Addison. Um, but is this you actually asking if y'all can go? Yeah. Okay, this is actually me telling you yes. That'd be fun, right? Yeah. Yes. It'd be a great time. Right? Uh, yeah. No, it's on Front Beach, front, front Beach Road. It's right. Yeah, I mean, but it's close. And yeah. we do take a few trips here or there to the coffee shop, so don't worry. In 30A. Oh, there's only coffee. Come back to that. But yeah, so Mal brought that up, but she, she would like to attend. And I said, I think that'd be great. Um, good well, kids. I'll get you in touch with the guy. But here he is. <laughs> Voila! <laughs> I heard a rumor that you brought decaf coffee to refuel. Oh yeah, you heard a way wrong rumor. Addison, you gotta watch her. No, you I really took, think I took coffee that was roasted, roasted 
last Wednesday. That's what I told her. I said, there's no way that man took mm. decaf coffee. Yeah, anyway. you should have you known better than I that. I did. I yeah. said that. Okay. I, just had I'm glad. I appreciate so you having my back I know you'll there. listen to this. Um, you're wrong. Decaf coffee. Yeah. yeah, decaf. Who drinks decaf? What's I, the point of drinking decaf I watched, coffee? I watched Andrew in Ecuador intravenously put a uh, line of caffeine coffee into his veins. <laughs> all the I took that exact whole setup, and I'm, I'm rethinking the setup. I, I got some work to do on that. It's a little cumbersome, makes a big mess, but produces good coffee. We had a pour over in Ecuador, too, I think. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It was good, though. I don't know. All right, so refuel. Hold on. Where was your coffee thing? Oh, that was the coffee comment. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm. Yeah, you got to know better than Andrew bringing decaf. It's okay, man. We could be friends if you drank decaf. Mm. Dude, I got to get some decaf. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Got him. So, here we are. So you're back. You're rested. Yeah, rested. Yeah, I took a long nap yesterday, man. Got to bed. Uh, You know, I took a long nap. Didn't think I would be able to sleep last night, but then I ended up sleeping fine all night long. It was great. That was my problem. Um, I laid down to take a nap when Jude went back for a nap, and I slept. I'm not kidding. This is legitimate. Maybe 10 minutes, and then Lakin got up because I was snoring apparently, and then when she got out of the bed, it it woke me up, and then I'm like, well, I'll go take a shower, and then I was good. Problem was, that 10 minutes jacked up my evening sleep. Really? Mm -hmm. Just that 10 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was I was pretty tired because then I had to drive home yesterday too. Mm. It was only two and a half hours, but it was like yeah, that's, the Brittany, one, that's bad. Brittany slept on me the entire way home, and so it was miserable. Was uh, anything interesting happen there as far as uh, funny? Did anybody funny. try to do a backflip? Did um, anybody get on? There was some ride not rides but um, it was a tower we had like a climbing tower in the middle of campus it was pretty cool we did that on saturday uh in the 40 mile per hour hurricane force winds uh i literally jason i'm telling you man when i got to the top of that tower i could not feel my fingertips anymore i'm not kidding you like they hurt they were so cold wow and like pulled up on metal bars and stuff and so like oh man Mm. They hurt so bad. So I got to the top. I couldn't feel anymore. Like, the last few things I grabbed a hold of to pull myself up, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm grabbing this thing good because my fingertips <laughs> are frozen off. That's hilarious. And so I finally rappelled down. It certainly was cold. I rappelled down, and, like, my from literally the middle of my finger up, they were, I mean, just red, like almost purple. Mm-hmm. And, like, they are hurting. Like, I was, like, massaging them to try to get the feeling back into them because they hurt. So- That's how cold it was. But we had a blast doing the climbing tower. I thought so. I did have fun. I really didn't want to do it because – I just didn't feel like doing it because it was so cold. It w- it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Mm. It had like it was three telephone poles like laid over like diagonally to one another, and then they had like all kind of little like climbing rock st- uh, things mm-hmm. on the poles, like uh, ropes, nets, nets yeah. stuff like that. You climbed, and so you start at the bottom, and instead of doing like going up and doing a high ropes course like in a big circle or whatever, you went straight up to the top. So it was, it was pretty cool. cool. I seriously like enjoyed it. Certainly, certainly. It's almost neat. like a confidence course. In the, in the That's military. exactly what it is. Yeah. Very, very similar. Yeah. Just so. not a straight up wall. Right. Just yeah. like, um, yeah. yeah. You would have liked it. I this is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Funny things. Uh, I mean, we had discovered this new game, or Andrew showed us this new game, and the leaders, oh, we played man. it nonstop, I feel like, the entire trip called Code Names. Man, we'll have to show you that game. That was a lot of fun. Um, uh, but then, like, the best part, man, like, we walked through the book of Second Timothy mm-hmm. all week or weekend, and, man, it was just a great time together. Mm-hmm. Just to see the students really dig into the Word for themselves and make uh, make discoveries and observations and stuff that, um, I don't know, I just feel like we saw a lot of light bulbs go off. And, and I really thought 
to be honest, I really thought the students connected with the book really well, which is interesting because it's a pastoral epistle. It's Paul writing to a pastor, Timothy. But on how to it's, pastor. I don't know how to pastor, but it's also just how to be a, a unashamed Christian in a yeah. world of opposition as mm-hmm. well. And so I felt like it really connected with the students well. Um, I felt like they did a really good job. There's a lot of light bulbs. They didn't have to really be walked through it or a lot because there's not a lot of hidden. It's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. It was so encouraging to see how well they yeah, they so connected too. with it. I saw a few students that um, that I really want them to to grow. I really saw them like dig in and and get some confidence in studying the Bible. So um, that was that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that style of teaching and learning and everything. I do really good in workshop setting, and I do really good in a group setting learning like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was going to tell you this, too. Like, it's really cool because I taught, I taught through Second Timothy on our college trip the week before last. And so, like, from teaching it to being under the teaching of it was mm-hmm. so cool to see, like, how many more things I picked up on mm-hmm. uh, being able to sit. Because when you're teaching, you're always having to talk and yeah. and entertain people but when you're getting taught you can kind of look down a little bit more you don't have to always talk and so it was really cool to do it from both angles and um see how much more i learned Mm, on top of what i did in my my studying while teaching it Mm -hmm. um so yeah it was really encouraging to me man as a pastor and just as a christian in a world Mm -hmm. of opposition um that's cool yeah very cool so maybe here for the next few minutes um man we we got a long podcast here but like it's been a um, while yeah it's been a while (laughs) Y'all will never forget that one. Uh, but maybe let's talk through some of the big uh, observations or takeaways from the book of Second Timothy. Bring them out and let Jason kind of speak to them a little bit as well. And um, you weren't there, but um, but man, like yeah. you got something to say about these things. And so maybe do that for the next few minutes just to kind of recap this trip and to mm-hmm. keep it on file. So hopefully students can come back and listen to these big takeaways and they can remember, oh, man, I remember that at Refuel that mm-hmm. time. Or, um so yeah, so maybe what is one of your biggest takeaways, or maybe one of your favorite verses from Second Timothy? So really, I guess first let's talk through like what is the goal of Second Timothy? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's for Paul is encouraging Timothy, who has basically been whipped emotionally, physically, spiritually. He's just so tapped out in doing his ministry, and Paul is writing to him to say. Hey, I know this is hard. I have too faced hardness in my ministry. However, God has been faithful to me. He will be faithful to you. So get up and keep going. Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah, and like Paul's writing this from prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's sitting in a prison cell, chained to the wall or to the floor, and he's saying, "Look, like man, keep going because mm-hmm. even though I'm here and I'm about to go to my execution and I'm about to die, like, I'm telling you, it is worth it. The gospel is worth it. Mm-hmm. So don't let your discouragement, don't let opposition, don't let the uh, fear of persecution keep you from it because mm-hmm. remember, the gospel is worth preaching and the gospel is worth mm-hmm. working hard for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of overview of Second Timothy. Um, but then like, there's a few things throughout the book that, man, like, I want to be written on my heart for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like in my ministry, in my walk with the Lord, I want to never forget. I want mm-hmm. every single day to to recall these things to memory um, and to be a reminder of why I'm doing this, the calling that the Lord has given me, and the importance of of continuing to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a I got a few things, but uh, right, man. Go for it. no man, you give give me give me one of your favorite things so far, or from the weekend, and then I'll give mine. But if you take mine, I'm going to throw something at you. I ain't worried about you. Uh, I think, uh, yeah. 
There's just so much in the book that I think one thing that Second Timothy does for me is it makes just everything seem so real. Uh, this is this is just like Paul pouring his heart out to a guy, and I think I connect with it so much because I am in ministry and all of that kind of stuff. And ministry can be hard and discouraging. Oh, really? Um, it's not just it's not just peaches and ice cream every day. No. Oh, <laughs> man. And so, uh, so, so that's encouraging to hear to to hear another guy say, "Hey, I've gone through all of this, but the Lord has been faithful." Um, but then, just just Paul's devotion to his ministry and Paul's devotion to the Lord, man, through the whole book, his unashamedness, his willingness to suffer and continue, even on his deathbed. One of my favorite parts of the whole book is even on his deathbed, uh, as he's as he's telling Timothy to come quickly, and when he comes to bring his cloak. To come and bring some books, to come and bring the scripture, like to say all that stuff. He's he's literally fixing to have his head chopped off, and he desires for his ministry. He desires to read and write and continue his ministry, even though he's fixing to die. Mm-hmm. I mean, like how many how many things would we do instead of that? If somebody said, "Hey, Andrew, today at three o'clock you're going to die today," probably the last thing you're going to do is go grab your Bible, read it, and write a note to somebody and say, "Hey, remember this." Yeah. yeah. Would yeah. you go ride a bull named Fu Manchu? I'd probably go skydiving. Rocky Mountain climbing? <laughs> 2.7 seconds. Wow. On a bull name. Oh, boy. No, man. All right, anyway. But what a, like, what a legacy. It's so apl- applicable yeah. to today's for, you know, I think about y'all and Stephen, uh, anybody in ministry because, mm-hmm. wait, wait, oh, he'll be able to hear me. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> um, I think about that because somebody like me who, who's not in the ministry you know, encourages all the time. So it's, it's so similar how y'all still need to be loved on and encouraged. Mm-hmm. I think people forget that a lot because mm. people think, oh, yeah. they don't, what do they have to do today? Mm. You know, oh, it can't be that hard, right? Now, not everybody says that, sure. but, uh, you know, being uh, being around y'all as much as I am, it's, it's, it's good to send encouragement because, mm-hmm. again, y'all are in the trenches. Steven is in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Like he, Certainly. Right. So this is such a good reminder to... Even in today's, well, more than ever in today's world. Yeah. So, like days of ministry, but then also, like, I mean, you know this too, just being a Christian life. man in mm. life. Mm-hmm. Like, there's days where you wake up and, like, it's hard, man. Like, the Christian life is, is not mm-hmm. easy. Like, the call is not, man, follow Christ so that things get easy. No, the, follow is, mm-hmm. the call is, man, follow Christ no matter yeah, what comes right. your way. And so, like, but, like, we all get this. Man, there's days where you ask yourself, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Like, all the things that I, like co- commit myself to all the things that I quote unquote miss out on all the things that I have to put up with for this. Is it worth it, man? Mm-hmm. Like my, like I've given my life to this. Is it worth giving my entire mm-hmm. life to? Um, and the answer is yes. And mm-hmm. so this book reminds you of that and just um, refuels you mm-hmm. um, to be able to go in the face, no matter face anything that comes your way and say, man, like, Mm-hmm. Jesus is worth it, and once again, man, like I want my whole life to be marked by yeah. being a Christian. That's good. Um, so, like, I, I think chapter four. I don't know if you're going to say anything about chapter four, no, but go for man, it, man. like just the culmination of the book. Um, as you read the whole book, you really see Paul's heart for the Lord. Obviously, Paul's heart for Timothy, and then you you hear these last words, kind of these closing words of Paul. And so, like, there's two sections, man, that just really like, man kind of brought me to my knees whenever I read it and studying and and uh and he says this he, he's encouraging Timothy to preach and to um be ready in season and out of season to 
uh, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. And then he says in verse 6, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. And then verse 7 says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. And so, like, man, that is, those are such good words um, to hear. Like, that is Paul at the end of his life. He looks back, reflects over a life of faithfulness, but also a life of sin, a life of running from the Lord for yeah. so long, of killing Christians. But at the end of his day, like, or at the end of his, his life, he can say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I told I told everyone on Refuel, like, I, I pray that that is what I can say about my life, reflecting mm-hmm. back over it. Uh, when I when I near the end of my life and hopefully uh, uh, decades and decades of ministry for the Lord, I want to be able to say I have I have fought the fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Um, so man, that was that was really just uh, convicting to myself and something to kind of set my eyes on and and hope for and wish for in my in my mm-hmm. life and my ministry. Uh, not so I can say man I did this, but rather man the Lord has kept me mm-hmm. and has been faithful to me. And I can look back over a life of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then at the end of chapter 16, uh, Paul says, At my first offense, no one came to stand by me, mm-hmm. but all deserted me. May it not be charged against them, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed, and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Man, the Christian life is going to put you through seasons of hardships. You're going to feel like you're alone. You're going to feel like no one stands with you at times. You're going to feel like and you're you're trying so hard to follow the Lord, and you have no one to, to run the race beside. Um, but Paul says, like, man, I felt that. I feel that right now. But yet the Lord has stood by me and has remained faithful to me. If you have no one else left in this world, man, the Lord will remain faithful to stand by you, to strengthen you, to empower you, to continue to do His ministry, um, and that is to to make the word known to the lost. So, I don't know. Those two things, man, just really, I feel like, culminate the heart of the book and just really convicted me to say, like, as a minister and as a Christian, like, I have a duty to the Lord to do these things, and I have a duty to my friends and, and people that I encounter that are lost, right, mm-hmm. to unashamedly share the gospel with them. So that's a long takeaway, but man, oh, like that's something good. I want to remember for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, I really like sixteen and uh, three sixteen. Mm-hmm. So all Scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that and then we go into seventeen, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people need to hear that more often. That Scripture was breathed into mm-hmm. life. Mm. from God that's right. mm-hmm. um, and it's so important again for encouragement for it, it talks a little bit about teaching and all that stuff because again there's a right way to rebuke and correct um, so that 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 is to me one of my favorite points of, mm-hmm. of the whole Timothy uh, deal yeah. for sure so yeah. yeah just a reminder that that's what carries us day to day is God's truth it's got the answers it's got the guidance um, it comforts us. It's the it's it's what we use to do ministry, uh, even as middle schoolers and high schoolers. Uh, yeah, man. What there's literally nothing better that we can get of our lives to uh, than the study and proclamation of God's word. 
Mm-hmm. Man, it was a great weekend. Great weekend, man. I pray that us three and our student ministry and anyone who may listen to this, man, can live a life that is marked by being unashamed of the gospel, um, unashamed of Jesus Christ, the work that he has done for you, and that you will take it everywhere you go with you, and you will use it to edify the body, and that you use it to preach the to the lost, and, and that the Lord may draw them to himself and add to his kingdom forever. Man, that's that's encouraging. So, man. It's time to sign off. Time to sign off, man. Hey, look, long episode, but we haven't been here in a while, so we're just making up. We missed one another. We missed you guys in this format, and so I hope you enjoy it. We love you. Love you. Yeah, just enjoy it. <laughs> man, Jason said, you better like, like this. It. You're going to like it. Until next time, we'll see you tomorrow in The Rock. And 831 last year, but this year it's called Pursuit. Pursuit, man. Hey, look, Pursuit came from 2 Timothy. It did. 2 Timothy 2.22, so we'll end it with this. Why don't you read that one that it's named after? <clears throat> 2 Timothy 2.22, and then we will see you next week. Hear the word of the Lord. Mm. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Mm. Man. Hear those words, do those words, live those words, and we'll see you next week. Peace. See you later. Adios.